Welcome to HRN on Tour at Charleston Wine and Food 2022. I'm Katie Mosman Wadler, and I'm here with my lovely co-host Christine Sykes Lowe. Hey, Christine. Hello. And today we are broadcasting live from the heart of the Culinary Village. This episode is made possible thanks to the generous support of Hickory Nut Gap, builders of community agriculture since 1916. And we have a very special guest with us right now. Christine's going to introduce. Yes, we have Tia Clark. Tia is a Charleston, South Carolina native and food and beverage veteran who started Casual Cranberry with Tina in 2017 when health problems led her to make an overhaul of her diet and lifestyle. She now hosts an Airbnb experience, Let's Go Crabbing, recognized as one of Airbnb's best in the world. Tia's friendly, genuine, fun-loving nature and passion for her craft have garnered local and national media attention. She is constantly amazed and humbled by the attention paid to her by her small operation that is growing rapidly. When she isn't crabbing, Tia enjoys fishing, traveling, snuggling with her dogs. So, the first question I saw you come up, and the first question I asked you was, where do you launch from for yes. your tours? Yes, and that you, is the most common question I get. Where do I launch from? That's an easy question to answer because there are no boats, so I don't launch from anywhere. It's a land-based experience uh, that I set up right at the water's edge, and really my goal is to just teach everybody that you don't need a boat to enjoy the water. You really don't. And really don't. Um, So are there any specific areas, though, the docks that you focus on around the area? Yeah, so I'm born and raised from downtown Charleston, and... Uh, you know, a little bit of my backstory is that, like, you know, 20 years I was in food and beverage, so I'd never even crab. Managed to live here in my hometown for close to wait, 40 years. Wait, wait, years. wait, 20 years you'd never eaten crab? I am 42. I went crabbing when I was 37 for the first time, and Charleston is my hometown. I was My family grew up on Henrietta Street, and I grew up on Romney Street in the heart of the city. Uh, so, but for 37 years, I ate crabs a lot. That was your first I mean, taste. multiple times I ate crabs a week with my family. I mean, it's just part of my culture. Yeah. And uh, But I had never actually went crabbing. Oh, okay, and so okay. to actually go crabbing for the first time five years ago and... It just changed my life. It honestly changed my life. So wow. you, you've actually been in the industry for decades or several In the food and beverage industry, yes. absolutely. Yeah. And, and in just about every capacity. In every capacity. I started uh, washing dishes to prep cook to line cook to server to managing the servers to bartending, managing bartending. I'm managing bartenders, I mean, every step of it since I was 17 years old. And so 20 years I was in the, it was in the food and beverage industry because I left it at 37, you know, to really kind of like take a chance on myself, I guess is kind of what I'm saying now. And there was that catalyst moment, you went crabbing. Was there a, a specific moment that you said, hey, I can do this? No, I still doubt myself to this day. <laughs> I mean, Don't we be all? Quite honest. I mean, I'm just being quite honest. Like, yeah. I mean, my business... It started and was created because everybody around me saw something in it. Um, I went crabbing and I was on the dock by myself. My buddy, my fishing buddy, took one of those pictures and he came up with the Facebook page, Casual Crabbing with Tia. I, I didn't even that. come up with the name for it. Somebody else did, you know. And so from that, somebody sent me a link for Airbnb experiences, which I ran home and told my wife I wasn't going to do that. And then she typed up for that to submit me for that. And so literally I'm here because... Everybody else around me believed in something that I was scared to do. I mean, to be, I, mean I always try to be, this experience is something I never thought I'd be doing. You know, in five right. years, I always try to be just completely honest and authentic. And being a black, gay female over the age of 40, I thought I was where I was supposed to be and there was nothing new for me, you know? And so everything that's happened has really just kind of opened me up 
And so I'm trying to share this experience to keep it as raw as I can because this is this is the experiences of what's happened in my life. I can't make it up. You can't. You really can't. And um, it's all about experiences and moments that kind of say, hey, I think I can do this. Yeah. Um, so what would you tell somebody who, like you, maybe maybe in an industry that was more dominated by men or someone, just, hey, I can do this? Um, what I would say is take a chance on yourself, honestly. I mean, honestly, when I talk to people, it seems like the things that I would say there sound stereotypical. They sound... Like, oh, it's something you would read on a postcard. But, I mean, honestly, in the past five years, every single thing I do every day scares the crap out of me. Excuse me. But, I mean... You and can that's when, internet radio. Oh, okay. And that's when, <laughs> that's, uh, that's when, I honestly, I feel the most alive. I just had to talk to somebody recently. I was like, I just realized that for 37 years, even though I thought I was living, I was not living. You know, the last five years, I have had more experiences, more fulfilling life experiences in five years than I did in 37 years. You know, and it's just from being next to the water. So what I would say is do the things that scare you. If you yeah. feel like you're not worthy, you are, because I'm in this and living this, and t- at times I still feel like I'm not. And so, you know, really do the things that scare you and just put yourself out there. Uh, honestly, the, our time is so short here. That's, that's what I know now in the last five years. I wasted 37 years putting energy into something where I thought I was going to be in one experience, which was so insignificant at the time of my cousin taking me crabbing, it's turned out to be the most significant thing in my life right now. Can you talk about your very first time taking people out crabbing as their host and their guide and what was going through your head? Oh yeah, I was absolutely, I was scared. I was very scared because I was offering it as a crabbing experience. And the first was this the first time was it through Airbnb the first time you took people no, out? No, the first they- time was well my twenty years in food and beverage. A good friend of mine, Peter Pierce, who's the general manager of Snob downtown, he I've been serving Peter and had a relationship with him for twenty years. People had been asking me for I think ten months to take them crabbing and I said no to every single person. And Peter came into the bar one day and said, My brothers are coming from Vermont. Please, please take us out. Well his brothers he tells them they're taking a crab experience, they all show up with fishing poles. And I was like, okay, the gig is about to be up. I'm gonna, they're gonna, I'm a fraud, you know? Because I really, five years ago, I was still learning how to rig fishing poles. Like, now I can do most rigs, but I still felt just nervous. And so that first experience was all nerves. And I went home, and I remember my wife going, how was it? And I just said, you know, this was awesome. Like, this was a great time. But then I went on with my evening, and then Peter and his family shared pictures. They actually took the crabs home and cooked it and just really talked about what that experience was for them and their family. And I think that is when I had a feeling of, okay, it's not just crabbing. It still wasn't really like, this is the business. I'm going all in on this. It was, okay, that didn't suck. Um, and maybe <laughs> I should maybe I should at least give somebody else a chance at it, you know? Um, but everything I've learned in the last five years, it's like, it's evolved so much more. I was so scared and nervous when I first started doing it. And now I feel so confident in my skin and what I'm doing. And in the last five years of really trying to like building this thing, but getting more involved in the community is actually given me like the stance and the, you know, I've got the posture of what I really want from my business um, that I didn't think was going to be anything. So you were recently featured in People Magazine within the past year. Yes, ma'am. How did that come about? <laughs> That came about uh, because of Rios. There's a company called Rios Sunglasses. And so I was actually working with Half Moon Outfitters. I was trying to get my business out and work out with local businesses because I'm a local business and I know it's always who you know. And I know if we support each other, then we grow together. So Half Moon Outfitter comes into the picture. They then bring me to Rios. 
Rios is doing a collaboration with Southern Tide, and Rios pitched me to Southern Tide to be featured in that, and that is how that went. So uh, that's amazing. It's incredible. I mean, I get I get calls every day, y'all. I work hard, and I feel like I know what I want to do now. But every day, something else different happens. Every single day, it's the best time of my life. The energy coming off of you right and now is amazing. It's, there's and there's also good vibe. Your, oh, good. Through what you're wearing too, and what you're presenting to us, I see some Latin on your hoodie, which so I'm going to take a wild guess. The you know what it is? Well, I'm assuming that this is the name of a crab species. Ab- okay, absolutely. can you pronounce crab. it for us? Yes, it's Calinectus sapidus. It's actually a literal translation, and it means beautiful, savory swimmer, which if you know a blue crab, it makes perfect Ooh. sense. Wow. I know, right? It is. <laughs> so you have really risen quite quickly. Yes. Um, I remember I went abroad one time, and a lot of the things that I really enjoyed were um, I did a truffle hunting experience, for instance, like where I was... You know, going out and doing my own thing and sourcing from the land. Um, what kind of, what do you think that guests get out of actually sourcing from from the, from the, I guess you say land because you're on the dock, but, you know, from the sea with you, what kind of experience do you think that is for them? Well, they may come out thinking they're going to get one kind of experience, but I'm giving them a certain kind of experience. Uh, 20 years in food and beverage, when I visit places, I want to do the things that I can't do where I live. And so for me, from being a food and beverage from the other side, from behind the bar, I was dealing with tourists and dealing with people that visited my hometown, but it was always at the end of their day, and they're coming into this bar that I'm in, and they're talking about what they've done with their day. Most of those experiences all sound the same. Oh, we went to this plantation. Oh, we went down to the market. Oh, we did this. Nothing against those things. But for me, that's not Charleston. I grew up in the heart of the city, you know what I mean? Like, my family right outside of Marion Square, like, those things for me are not Charleston. They do make up parts of Charleston, but that's an experience I feel like anybody can give. What I want to do is give people this in-your-face experience. Like, when people come crabbing with me, put your phones down. You don't get your phones for two hours. We take all the pictures. You're, I want you to get immersed in the culture and get enjoy this experience. All that stuff's going to be there in two hours. You know, my cousin took me next to the water, made me put all that stuff down, and look what it did to me. And I'm, like, literally watch people show up there every day, like, hey, nice to meet you, completely clueless of what is about to happen. And two hours later, they have this zest, like, this look in their eyes of, like, fire, like, where can I go buy this stuff? When can I get next to the water again? Like, I've never seen my kid like this before, you know? Like, I, and I, people are always like, Tia, it's you, it's you. I honestly believe I am at the stock. I set up the same thing, and we have different experiences every day. That's the people. I'm there every day. You know, it's them. Like they're the ones. But that it make is it. you. I mean, even sitting here talking to you, it's it's you radiate, just like she was saying. So it is you. Get me talking about that water. Put me next to it. Maybe it just comes up. <laughs> hey, it's the first thing I've been this naturally excited about in my life. Like before now, there was nothing that would make me smile this big or that I ever got that excited to talk about. You know. Um, so I'm moved by everybody else and this whole experience that I get. I want to crab with everybody. Literally, anybody that is listening, well, if sign you want us to come, up. Yes, we're, come, we're, come yeah, yeah, we're already want to crabbing with me. Uh, Tia, a little metaphysical question for you, but how do you relate to the crabs in the water? How do I relate to yeah. the crabs? Well, there's uh, well now. I mean, there's so much that I can relate to the things that I know. Crabs shed their skin. They shed their shell in order to grow. Like. You know, I feel like I went through a lot of these phases. Like, that's what happened to me. When I was sick, I was broken down, y'all. When Before I went to that lady, I wanted to die. Like, absolutely die. I was 120 pounds heavier. 
Um, you know, I was covered in hives. I had all this crazy health stuff. I quit smoking, and within a few months, it's like hives, swollen limbs. And then after going to a holistic PA that helped me, she said, get active. And so bringing in crabbing and changing my diet, I mean, and this is, you can, the people who can't see this, but I'm going to show you this. This is actually the belt that I was wearing every single day. And this wow. is January wow. 17th, I'm January 11th. That's where I was buckling my belt in 2017. And one of my bar patrons, George Jacobs, he made all of these pocket knives. <laughs> Look at your face right now. I, I, for you literally... listening who can't see, I mean, Tia, your arm is fully extended with extra belt loops. Yes, my belt goes all the way. Uh, sorry, Art's making me do I can't do it, Art. He wants me to take the whole belt off because it's actually taller than me. And he laughs and he goes, who has a belt that's taller than them when we stand up on the dock? But this is what I, I wore this belt my entire life like it's an old school leather belt you know so you really feel like you shed your previous skin shed everything everything every single thing and honestly i did so much stuff how about that <laughs> that's, what, wow. that's what i wear every day it's pretty crazy huh wow <laughs> it's, it's but truly you are you. radiating yeah. happiness and joy to us and you seem so comfortable with where you are now and i i know that a sort of you've told us that taking on this new career that you felt a lot of doubt and insecurity and kind of taking these groups out and I think like especially as women you know all of us feel imposter syndrome in our jobs all the time um, but you are obviously the real deal it's so <laughs> amazing and a privilege for us to have you here oh man well thank you guys so much for having me literally I want to tell this story as much anybody wants to hear it I want to share it I'm just so grateful to be here and to tell this story and you know, I get to represent Charleston for something. It's my hometown. I finally get to represent my hometown for something. So, so where can people find you? Uh, CasualCrabbingWithTia.com. We are on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all of those things. Casual Crabbing with Tia. Great talking with you, Tia. Great talking with you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Tia. We are so, so grateful this weekend at Charleston to the support of Hickory Nut Gap for helping us to be here and to the festival, for having us back in the Culinary Village. This is our sixth time live broadcasting from our tent here. And uh, we just feel so at home. And the theme of this year's event is 22 Together. We're celebrating, reconnecting, being back together in person, making new friends. So Tia, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Hope to see you soon. And Christine and I are signing up. So oh, yes, please. Get ready. We're coming. I can't wait. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You can find all of our coverage at heritageradionetwork.org or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just search for HRN on tour, Heritage Radio Network on tour. We'll be back shortly with more from Charleston Wine and Food. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please... Join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.